jam-packed show for you tonight. We have Murder Hornets, Stockholm Syndrome, Crystal Balls, and Grubhub Tech Support. It's everything you need to know this week on Earth. Kim Jong-un. We got to talk about Kim Jong-un. Yeah, Kim Jong-un is alive and well. Yeah. Uh, Thank God he is alive and well, it sounds like. At least from what we can tell, right? Yeah, so he made a reappearance. This is what I was confused about. He made a reappearance on the North Korean state like media channel, which... I don't think it's very trustworthy most of the time, but for this this time we're all like, "Yep, it's legit." And like, I, that's come from like good sources in the U.S., so it's like, okay, well, maybe they verified it somehow. Uh, there was I heard this from a, a rival podcast. <laughs> You're either us or a rival. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. A podcast that I listen look, to regularly. Look at you, this American life. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> They they joked that there was a rumor he may have had a heart attack and needed heart surgery and is back. Other people have said like he's just didn't want to be out and Final Fantasy came out at the same time, the remake. <laughs> and said that he like just went into seclusion to play this video game and like faked his death and now is is back in the spotlight. Yeah, and then when when like uh Big Daddy China sent uh doctors over to check out things, he was like, yeah, "All right, he, all right, all right." Yeah. Well, so I I mean, I just reject that theory for the simple thought of he's already living his final fantasy. Right. He does whatever he wants <laughs> in his country. He he had there was like there's a pleasure squad he has yeah this is like i'm quoting like cnn yeah i got I, they said that he is i got one of those what, what you don't have a pleasure squad <laughs> there's like 200 women that he is fond of or whatever in a creepy dictatorial way and so i i don't know <laughs> why has he got to play video apparently games? he's back the pleasure squad I... is either very excited or very upset and disappointed i would bet on the latter i i gotta assume that what really happened is that um, he went to the hospital with some sort of stomach pain. Um, it was discovered that he's never pooped in his life, and he spent two weeks uh, disimpacting his bowels and just taking a lifetime worth of poops. And then they realized they cannot say that our fearless leader took 40 years worth of poops in two weeks so they said that he had heart problems they even floated like the brain dead rumors just to really throw people off the scent of the potential two week long bowel disimpactment i think that kim jong-un's just been shitting his brains out for two weeks and they the the only people that are able to prove that theory are the analysts i think it's from sweden that can determine how many curex yeah. his poops <laughs> were they'll get to the it's bottom the of it shit we've ever seen <laughs> yeah um yeah, either that or what we saw is uh, uh, Korea state-sponsored television's new segment, Weekend at Kim's. Uh, <laughs> he kept waving at the camera, but he wouldn't take his sunglasses off, so I don't know. Uh, so that's current events. 
<laughs> Anything else big happening out there? I feel like it's been a pretty quiet yeah. week, all things considered. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nothing. That's it. States are starting to starting starting to open up, which leads us to this week in quarantine. Oh, I thought you were going to say the second wave. Good. No. This this week that in could, quarantine. That could be. Yeah. Uh, I got a good one for you. So nothing too crazy has been happening, you know, just kind of being locked up. But um, I did accidentally serve Colleen uh, a mouthful of ghost pepper chili salsa this evening. Uh, Unfortunately, the brand of salsa we frequent really needs to have more distinct labels for the ghost pepper chili salsa. uh, So that uh, when... I hand what she assumed was her mild salsa, her preference, uh, basically tomato sauce, to put on her tacos this evening. Um, she really layered it on there, took a bite, and then went, what'd you put on the steak? What's wrong with the steak? And I explained, there's nothing wrong with the steak. And I looked over and saw the ghost pepper salsa on the countertop and realized that we might be going to the emergency room <laughs> imminently. So... I'm not sure she made it. This is like the Kim Jong-un thing. The (laughs) the hearty state media has said that she's fine, she's fine. (laughs) I just gave her a bunch of hot sauce she wasn't ready for. Ghost pepper chili sauce. Uh, She was not super stoked. I'll leave it at that. Um, She's okay, genuinely. Uh, She'll come on the pod next week. You might notice she's got some strings around her arms and hands and legs, and uh, she's wearing sunglasses, but that's nothing to worry about. It's just a podcast anyways. Yeah, exactly. That it's all audio. You listeners won't see Weekend at Colleen's. How about you? Well, <laughs> that that reminds me, it's, it's Cinco de Mayo, hence the tacos, I assume. Yep. I've got a margarita in hand. Very nice. Uh, girlfriend made... Uh, like our her own like simple syrup hibiscus simple syrup Ooh, with the margarita is so good very impressive yeah. how'd she it's do great. that I don't know I was in here <laughs> son of a bitch it's great though yeah. I mean I, I I could see some of the she whatever got the sugar out in the water and mm-hmm. started that I don't know if that's as far as yeah, it goes. there's sh- hibiscus and water for uh, simple syrup I don't know where when you when you insert hibiscus but I think we should spend the next 45 minutes talking about it. We should. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Cinco de Mayo always follows Cinco de Cuatro, which I think is just as big of a holiday nowadays. <laughs> For our uh, Arrested Development fans. Yeah, like, I think everyone will agree, the lamest Cinco de Mayo in history. Everybody's cooped up at home. Uh, we did We did order out, like we had a delivery come... Delivery is clean. I'll talk about that later. But there's been a lot it's of good stuff. everything's been kind of lame for a while. Easter, pretty lame. Uh, it, it the this is the lamest Easter since the year after Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Because the first time they're like, "Holy shit, Jesus Christ just <laughs> rose from the dead. What's he gonna do next year?" And then nothing happens for twenty, you know, two thousand and twenty years. Nothing happens. I bet oh, you it's this like, next Easter. Yeah, this this is the one. This is this is the one. I feel oh, good about it. Sure, feels like it. We got murder hornets. We got <laughs> plagues. <laughs> that's that's actually a good. We haven't talked about murder hornets. Yeah, they're apparently like the size of. It looked like like two half dollars, like a chip clip. You know, a chip you clip the size of a chip clip is two very strange things to measure the size of a murder hornet. 
two half dollars or well, one that's chip because clip. a chip clip is the same size as one chip clip. now see you're showing me a chip clip over the video now that is not what i pictured either so i would say what's a better but this is the size am i right yeah you're now that i'm seeing that that particular chip for, clip, for the audience i know you can't hear this for the it's audience the size of a chip clip yeah no, it's or it, two half dollars it's about the size of one murder hornet just for reference um yeah they're big what about a usb drive there you go yeah that's probably pretty good like a thumb drive but like a normal thumb yeah. drive not like oh i got one that looks or, like a cow. coincidentally like a thumb <laughs> ah there you go yeah just about uh tell you what uh dave you got to be a lot more worried about murder hornets than i do because the first thing i did when i heard the phrase murder hornet was Google if they're going to show up in Minnesota. And it sounds like they're not going to, A, make it this far, or B, be able to survive the cold winters. However, sounds like they're going to be nice and cozy up there in Washington State. So good luck to you, my friend. Well, I I don't really understand the panic here because murder is against the law in the United States of America. They, they can't murder anyone legally. Fair so point. I don't really understand what everybody's upset about. You're protected by a thin blue line. <laughs> they, they know what it is yep no worries here that's, so that's murder <laughs> hornets <laughs> so that's just about everything going on uh, in current events and while we're inside quarantining and avoiding uh, being murdered by bugs uh, is there a better time to uh, focus on some self-improvement so today dave has a self-improvement tip for all of you all of you out there in quarantine looking to make some more friends thank you jack i have moved like 15 times in like 13 years it's been a lot three of those moves have been to places where i do not previously know anyone except for maybe like one or two other people that's going to like college my first job and then out to seattle so i have some experience here right it's it's different when you're outside of school college is easy to make friends i'm not gonna give you tips there you're just surrounded by people your age high school whatever middle school you don't worry about it maybe you do i'm sorry most people don't <laughs> as an adult it's it's harder than you think to make friends and it's almost a little awkward i'll say my, my my friends that i did know here when they moved out here they didn't know anyone they did things like there's like meetups you can do that's not what you should do that's the last thing you should do that's not the tips i'm gonna give i have a list of things that are great easy ways to make friends they're foolproof come on first on the list get a pool so if you have a home or an apartment and you have a pool, you're instantly going to have a dozen like hanger-ons that you wouldn't have had otherwise. And that's great. One or two of them may actually be your friends. The rest you still got some, they're like half friends, like more like acquaintances, but you can still hang out on the weekends with them. Maybe if your friend's on Facebook, they'll share a, a nice note of encouragement on your birthday. It's great. Step number one, get a pool. If that doesn't work for you, you can also win the lottery. So if you do this, you'll have, let's say, $400 million or so. You can A, maybe get a pool, B, get multiple pools in multiple <laughs> places. 
But you could also get things like a boat. You could get a yacht if you have enough money, which, folks, is just a bigger boat. <laughs> Plenty of ways to do it once you have money. You could buy a sports team, and then you got all those fans that are going to be your friends. All your friends that you haven't talked to in years are going to become your best friends. And all those family members that you haven't talked to or only keep up with once a year or whatever, well, they'll be very interested in being your friend going forward. So tip number two, win the lottery. If you cannot afford a pool or you cannot afford enough scratch tickets to win the lottery, I recommend that you be ridiculously attractive. This is kind of a two-parter. Uh, a little harder to do, easier if you have money. There's a vicious cycle you're sensing here. But if you are ridiculously attractive, people will come to you. It's very easy. People, ridiculously attractive people are able to go outside and have a cup of coffee at a cafe and instantly make friends with literally any person that they come across. They could meet somebody at a bar, at, at, they could meet the coffee barista, and suddenly have a new best friend. It's very, very easy, very simple. You don't have to do a lot once you are ridiculously attractive. You just have to become ridiculously attractive. The second part to that, if you are not ridiculously attractive, just become famous. It's one and the same oftentimes. If you do get famous, you do get money, it is easier to become ridiculously attractive. But it also works in reverse. If you are famous, be it a band, maybe you were on TV, maybe you were in a movie, maybe you wrote a movie, maybe you wrote books, which often become movies. Once you are famous, it is very easy to make money, it is then very easy to buy a pool. You could probably buy scratch tickets to win the lottery, but that that's not the route you want to go once you've already <laughs> become famous. Step or tip three or four. It's a two-parter. Ridiculously attractive and or become famous. Either or is fine. Number five, have a ton of kids. So maybe you found a partner, but you don't have a lot of friends. Well, kids are biologically likely to be really good friends of yours, especially when they're young and they think you're cooler than you are. So I recommend having at least seven to ten kids. And then as they get older, you'll be able to throw the baseball around with them, you'll be able to take them to movies, take them to events, whatever the kid's interested in. You just follow along for a little bit and then you try and nudge them your way of hobbies. Like maybe you, you like to go out and slam some beers with the fellas. Well... Stick a beer in your kid's hands. I'm sure they'll, they'll love it, too. They get to spend some quality time with mom or dad. So step number tip number five, have a ton of kids. Tip number six, kidnap someone. <laughs> kidnap someone and then induce Stockholm Syndrome. So for those who don't know, Stockholm Syndrome is a... I don't know if you would call it a disease, but it's a syndrome that you get when you have been kidnapped. And then you become very fond of the kidnapper. There's a few steps within that step, but we'll, we'll stay at a high level here. Stockholm Syndrome. Kidnap someone. You can maybe hold them for ransom, but you probably have to do it for more than like an hour or two. This is probably like at least a week-long process. Maybe a month long. And it also really helps to have some sort of, um, well, charisma certainly, but some sort of redeeming trait. Like maybe you've kidnapped the person because you're going to harvest their organs to donate 
so that your son that you've just had can have like a new heart or something. That's that's a good reason. Like they would be like, oh, he kidnapped me, but because he wants my heart to give to his little boy. I really like this guy, actually, even though he's kidnapped. That's how that works. So Jack tips one through six. Get a pool, win the lottery, be ridiculously attractive and or get famous. That's a two parter. Have a ton of kids and or induce Stockholm syndrome. That's how you make friends. That's your self-improvement tip of the week. Wow, Dave, that was just great. Uh, it, you know, it's good to hear that someone else shares the same qualities that I do and how to make new friends. I, for one, have filled my basement with shackles or, as I like to call them, friendship bracelets. You can either do shackles or just put a pool down there, but that shackles seems to work just fine, too. Yeah, but I've always found as long as you engrave best friends forever into the shackles, you know, your heart's in the right place. That's the key. So moving on, uh, we've got some big uh, global news for you today. So normally we like to take uh, pressing news articles and analyze them to determine you know, their impact that they'll have on modern day society. Today, we're taking a step back. This next article is actually coming from you from the year 2000. Uh, this article was from Discover Magazine and is titled, What You'll Need to Know in 2020 That You Don't Know Now. Basically, this is an article from 20 years ago where they're trying to profile what the year 2020 is going to look like. I got to say, high level, broad strokes, they didn't do too bad. Yeah, uh, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. It actually seems okay. They, they, it helps because they don't like jump into specifics. Like uh, one that comes up a lot, I think, with predictions and like, how are they going to be in the future? Is like, oh, they're going to have flying cars. It's like, let's just stop with that right. one. I don't know. Maybe, but reaching too much anyways yeah it's uh, it's pretty good i will say you know i read through this they did miss one big thing hit me well nowhere in here do i see that i'm going to be locked in my home for uh the foreseeable future due to a global pandemic but really you know other than never being able to touch anyone's hands or talk too close to people ever again uh pretty close pretty on the money yeah, they really needed one of those, like, this goes out to all the people that don't wash their hands at work after they use the bathroom. Like, you're going to have to start doing that. Like, it's going to be enforced. Yeah, there's a. they did say in here, weirdly enough, by the year 2020, you're going to have to stop eating bats. Just stop eating bats. But I yeah. didn't quite get it uh, 20 years ago, but... Well, bat meat was so popular back then. <laughs> back, so back two thousand, it was uh, let's see, uh, Y two K. Uh, uh, Will Smith dropped a pretty dope album, and everyone was eating bats. That's right, the year two thousand. That that was literally it. That's all that happened. That big big year for bats. Uh, yeah, didn't seem to make a lot of sense back in two thousand, but now in twenty twenty, very pressing. Don't eat bats. Uh, so jumping into the article, so uh, some of the predictions that they had, maybe we can just go through them here and uh, give it like a hot cold, how they did. Um, the first one's kind of a softball, so we'll skip that one. So the, the first real one here is by the year 2020, for example, you will need to know how to talk to your house. Premise here being is that all of our homes will be filled with smart devices. Uh, I don't think they were using the word smart devices back in 2000, but... 
generally the idea was uh, your whole house will react to you coming home. Your fridge will, uh, you know, uh, add an extra chill to your favorite beer uh, that's waiting for you in the fridge all day. Your thermostat will adjust. Uh, your robot will put something nice on and, um, you know, maybe uh, get dinner started, light a few candles. Um, not bad. Not great. Not bad. They did pretty good. I mean, I, it's hard to get really specific with that. The the house thing was the miss. It's, you know, it's just like one or two devices and they're all interconnected, which is probably what they meant by like a singular house. But yeah, that was okay. I'll say they, they definitely missed the mark on this one, right? Like, I so I think that like, yes, there are smart devices. Like some people have the Nest thing. Some people have like light switches that are on their phone that they can control. But generally speaking, like the only thing that almost all of us have is a robot speaker just so that we don't have to plug our phone in to listen to music. <laughs> like that's the one thing that, oh, I don't want to press the play button anymore. So let's really focus our efforts on the music. Yeah, I, I suppose they feel they're like five or ten years off here. I don't I don't think this is like totally unrealistic reading through. They're, I mean, it's pretty simple. They're just saying like lights flicker on, air conditioner kicks on. I don't really get the fridge thing, but like they're, they're not like it's not like there's like the smart house where it like vacuums the floor by itself. Although to be fair, there's like the Roombas. I don't know. I think this one's okay. So next one, you'll have to learn to drive a more automated car. Spot on. Uh, that's totally that's fair. Great. So that's another one of those like I don't think like you know ninety ninety five percent of people like don't have to really deal with this, but like everybody knows it's coming right. and it's, it feels it's, like it's here. It's kind there of there and it's mainstream. It's just affordable. If you're buying a new car, you this yeah, hits like you absolutely. For sure. If you buy a new car these days, more than likely, I mean, unless you buy like the you know bare bones model of like you know if you buy the 2020 Honda Fit, right? Like that's not going to have parking assist. But, like, just about everything else is, right? What they missed here was that they didn't realize how popular the 2007 Toyota Corolla would be. <laughs> it's so reliable. <laughs> just delayed this a few years. That's honestly probably what's missing from this article. It's like, you're going to hang on to that car that you own right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's by Turns out they last forever after. <laughs> after 2007 there's a line in here that says when you read this article in 2020 your car is now going to get nine miles to the gallon but hey <laughs> it's cheaper than a new one <laughs> yeah, yeah that's honestly the big thing it's like yeah you'll so i think what this should say is like well what they should have said let me be real critical of people 20 years ago properly guessing the fact that automated cars are going to be the future yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the biggest thing is like all of this everything in this article is like if it just ended with if you're rich would be like such a better way to summarize this you will need to know to talk how to talk to your house if you're fucking loaded and everything in your house is yeah. smart device you will need to learn how to drive a more automated car if you're fucking loaded and have yeah you know, but, automated but that's vehicles. like where they're like five or ten years off because like right. it's getting cheaper every year and more practical yeah hey guess what thanks obama we would have been there we would have been there yeah. <laughs> uh, eight years of mitt romney or uh what's what was this? he just died and i feel like a jackass McCain. McCain, John McCain. There you go. Jesus. All right. Next one. You'll identify yourself, gain access. Oh, this is a good one. You'll identify yourself, gain access to homes and businesses and board aircraft after a laser has measured the shape of your irises. 
pretty far off. Yeah, uh, sad to say, a lot of times I just use a physical key for almost every single one of these. Right, and um, you know, if it's your own home, maybe the the retinal scan would have been like the future. But like, come on, you think I'm gonna go to like a business where a hundred other people are sticking their face on? It's like I won't even. I don't even want to use public water fountains. And I've seen most people not put their mouth right on that thing. And still, I don't want to use a public water fountain. You think I'm going to want to put my eyeball right next to the germ factory that is the communal <laughs> retinal scanner? Hard pass. I will. Literally, the <laughs> the right answer here is a, a bit of a sad note. 9-11 got the airports closer in a lot of ways, but it's certainly not retinal scanners. The only time you use a retinal scanner at the airport is for when you're waiting in security for an hour and you see that clear service offering free 30 days. Yep. So you go up, they scan your eyes and you're So through. clear, you save an clear hour. is there. And also Delta has started to roll out biometrics as their boarding pass option. I have not done so it. Maybe not super it, far it's off probably, Yeah, I, which is, uh, this one I kind of don't like. There's something about biometrics yeah, that just kind of creep me out. It's like, it just doesn't seem necessary. And it's just like one of those things that's like, could you not? Maybe, but then the the flip side of it is like when I got pre-check, I had to give them all my fingerprints. So like I'm in their system yep. and like that's probably what they're going to use before a retinal scanner. So yep. we're already there. They're not too far out. Uh, this is a good one. You'll need to know how to clean up that electric, uh, excuse me, electronic trail day in and day out. That one's somewhat true, but only because like, I feel like as... I, like, if I'm ever like, hey, I wonder what someone in this career makes that's similar to my own, close enough that I don't want it on my computer's history, like, I'll throw an incognito mode just so I can go on Glassdoor, even though I've been working at the same company for six years and have no intention of leaving anytime soon. It's, like, so silly, but we've gotten to a point where we're like, well, someone could check that. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know. I don't, I, I don't think most people do this. <laughs> to be frank, I don't think most people, like, and there's so many like ways outside of your like. Let's start with like the, the what they're implying here is that you like clear your browsing history. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not like the only person that's going to check your browsing history is you or the other person that you're living with or whatever. Like, it's not the people that want to know what you're doing know what you're doing, and it's yeah. the like the third party companies that are like paid to track people. That's not as nefarious as it sounds. It's just like for advertising to segment you into like, oh, you're a millennial home buyer or something. It's stuff like that. But it's not like you clear that trail, right? That's all out that's, there. You know, if somebody really wants your social security number, they're going to get your social security yeah, number. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Just, this one kind of jumped the shark a little bit, right? Because it's like, yeah, maybe five or ten years ago, I would have cared more. Like, I'd clear my cookies. Now I'm just like, I don't give yeah. a shit. Like, every company knows everything about me. I just stopped. You're so overwhelmed that problem. I just don't give a shit. All right, so the last one in here, uh, to reach, uh, so, oh, shit. All right, sorry. Uh, all right, so the last one on here, you'll need to know enough to make more complicated medical choices. So the premise on this one is that we'll, uh, you know, have the opportunity to live a lot longer. Um, they think there's going to be a lot more centurions, centenarians, excuse me, which are people who live to 100 years or older. Um not necessarily wrong. You'll need to know enough to make more complicated medical choices today because uh, you need to know uh, what medical choices you can afford to make. Uh, but the reality here that they're describing is, hey, you want to jettison a limb and wait five years to regrow another? Yeah, we're not quite there. 
Yeah, we, we, we get a long ways. We're, we're, it's funny that we're in a medical pandemic and we can't even test for the thing. And they're like, nah, you'll just re-glow, regrow a lung. Like, it's easy. Right. Yeah. Nah. People, people are still dying from pooping. Uh, real quick in closing, credits to the people that take shots like that, at, like predicting the future. Because like we were talking about the NFL draft a little bit ago. And that like occurs. I mean, there's draft mock drafts that are literally updated like six hours before the actual draft, and they're always like just wildly incorrect, and they have like a ton of sources and all this stuff. Yeah, predicting just like abstract future, <laughs> twenty years from now, not easy. They actually did like pretty good. I like. We're going to do that in an episode near this. Jack, we've talked a little about this. We're going to predict the future 20 years out. Yes. It's harder than it looks. And credit says, I, I found this website one time. Do you remember StumbleUpon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Click that. It takes you to a random website that's like geared towards your interests. It's kind of cool. It's like, I think they're still around. I found a site once that predicted the future, and it was like, a thousand years of the future and like every year whatever every like it starts with like every single year as a prediction Mm -hmm. and then stretches to every five and then every 10 and then every 50 and then every like 100 once you're you know whatever so far out like it's all pretty bad like 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 there was (laughs) you know like it gets to a point where it's like well that's like no way and and not that it like isn't possible but just like not how things work right like if like, I have no doubt, like, humans will live on another planet or the moon or something. Mm-hmm. But anybody that tells me it's, like, next year or in the next 10 is like, well, I could say that that happened in the 60s. People are like, oh, in the 70s, we'll be living on the moon. It's like, well, no, it's just we stopped going for some reason at some point. And <laughs> no one's ever lived there. So, I, I don't know. It's just, like, that stuff's hard. And, but, uh, go ahead. as NASA said, we will. Probably. That's the point, right? It's like, I can also say, like, all of humanity will cease to exist. (laughs) I don't know the day. I know that'll happen. (laughs) It will happen. Um, Always positive on this podcast, Jack. (laughs) Well, that's great. Great news. they nailed it 20 years uh now if i understand correctly dave i think you had something you wanted to say tonight i do jack can i just say something i feel like throughout this quarantine people have started to use these like delivery apps more right so you've got like uber eats postmates Grubhub, DoorDash, there's smaller ones. I think Eat Street's one in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. There's um, Caviar out here. I- I'm sure there's others. Jack, they all suck. <laughs> I hate them all. I hate, Jack, I hate every single one of these apps. I'm going to start with a timeline of my last five orders. Great. And I'm going to tell you something that went wrong with every single one of them, <laughs> culminating in my all-time favorite customer service experience last <laughs> night. 
So this first one was like a month ago. This 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 like happens, and I have like long gripes about this, but this, these are just like since the quarantine happened, and we're using these more. About a month ago, I ordered from Uber Eats. Uber Eats notoriously people that like do not like to get out of their car. That's okay. Just like let me know, and it's not as convenient as coming right to your door. Shout out to pizza companies, by the way. Pizza companies come to your door. Every single time. When you're, when you're in an apartment building, it's a lot easier in a home, right? There's only one door. Apartment building, I get it. It's more complex. There's like a call box or whatever. You got to find the thing. You're not, you're, there's like an elevator bay you got to find, whatever. Pizza people, Domino's, Papa John's, whatever. They will find your damn door every yeah. single time. Without fail. Follow-up point. It's a Frisbee-shaped food. And they still walk it to your door. They'll walk it all the way there. You know how tempting it's probably, but that's probably why they use square boxes instead of round boxes. Shout out to pizza people. Uber Eats. I order from them. I know that it's like when I've ordered from them before, I think it's like, right, if you're an Uber driver, you can transition to an Uber Eats driver like yeah. very easily. So it's people that are like used to being in the car. And I, that's fine. I order from them. They, I, like, I'm, I'm tracking the car on my app, right? And I know it's outside my, my building. My girlfriend's the one that gets, like, the call from the call box to let them up. So I was just like, hey, just, like, so you know, they could be calling. Oh, side of my phone, it pops up delivered. It's like, okay. So I was like, <laughs> it's like, maybe it's outside the door. Somebody let them up. Open the door, nothing. It's like, okay. So then I get, like, my shoes on. I get, like, you know, my keys. I go, I go down the elevator. I'm like, I'm basically looking for my food to be somewhere on the ground. <laughs> I don't right. know. Half the food, Look, yeah. Looking around. I found my food outside, like not a particularly warm evening, just outside our entire apartment building, like on the street, which is like I'm downtown. Like people are walking by this like pretty frequently, just sitting there. It is one thing if you're like stuck in your car and you've got a bunch of orders, like shoot me a text, be like, "Hey, I can't, I can't make it up. I'm sorry, I I can meet you at the door." Like that's fine, I'll understand. You just get it says explicit instructions for contactless delivery, delivery at door. There's instructions <laughs> on how to get up to my apartment. He's like, "Nah, just delivered." <laughs> he just leaves it outside the apartment or the the entire building. Two points. My apartment. Two points. One, contactless delivery, nailed it. That's right. Uh, he did. Point number two, you're ordering Uber Eats. That wasn't going to be warm anyways. It was cold yeah. the moment it showed <laughs> up to your apartment. So. Uber Eats is, like, I think my least favorite, which sucks because, like, Uber's fine. I've yeah. nothing against you. Uber and Lyft, people go back for whatever. It's, like, it's the same or close to it. Eh, Uber's garbage trash. The terrible company... I have heard yeah. that. I'll say that. I'll, I will say in terms of my experience, I have not noticed a huge difference. And yeah. I think that like most drivers do both, right? It's like the same driver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, Uber Eats, I'm not a fan. I it just, like, like I said, I think it's people that drive for Uber and they, they can't right now. And I, I understand that. But that like, I, I don't know, man, if I give you exp explicit instructions and you can't meet them, like, let me know. Don't just yeah. throw my food out the window. At least, and drive at least send me a text that says, "Yeah, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to send it out front." <laughs> <laughs> at least tell it me it's sitting out front. Like, come on. I was, I was not a fan. Uh, 
two got some food from Postmates. This is later. I was like, Uber Eats, I'm done with you. Going to Postmates. Postmates. Order some food. Uh, again, same thing. I'm tracking on the app. Trap on. Don't see them. Don't see them. Or like, or like, whatever. They're they're outside of my door, but I don't see it. My my girlfriend's not gonna get a call. It's like get left left up. Says delivered. I'm like okay, I've been here before. <laughs> let me let me get my shoes on. I'll get my keys. I'll go downstairs. Take the elevator down. Get to the ground floor. I cannot find this food anywhere. I go outside. There's there's only two doors that you can get in from. I go, I look around both. I'm like, not just like, like glance, like right, like I'm going outside and I'm looking and scanning like a 15, 20 foot radius where this food is. It's not at the front desk. It's not like anywhere it could be. They literally delivered either, they just didn't and are eating my food or they <laughs> delivered to the wrong building. And like, I, I don't have no way of knowing like which building, like again, I'm downtown. It's like, I, I don't know, like. It'd be one thing if, like, your neighbor got the food, if you were in, like, suburbia. It's a whole other thing. You if, know, like, walk around 10, downtown Seattle and <laughs> see if you can find some food on the ground. Yeah. So I didn't get my food. And I will say, like, it It reminds me of this. Some people are like, okay, well, it's like, you didn't get your food. Not a huge deal. Not like a, you just just get, you'll get your money back, right? Just, like, go fight a food. You have no idea it's how frustrating it is. Deal. Oh, my goodness. If you're waiting for an hour... For to get the food. food oh my god and yes. you're hungry and whatever and then it doesn't show up which means a you have to cook something which is going to take the like amount of time that you you've already lost an hour and now you're right. going to like at least you know whatever 10 if you're something super easy and not very appetizing to 30 40 if it's really good not time i want to spend especially now i'm mad <laughs> Yeah, and I gotta go through the customer service thing. I gotta go through that portal and get the like make my claim and do all this stuff. It's the equivalent of going to the DMV, waiting in line for three hours just oh for them to God. say like, "Oh, you don't have the right paperwork. Dude, you have to was, come in again." It's like I'm not gonna wait three hours time. again. <laughs> oh my god man it like it That's doesn't ruin your exactly week but it, it will ruin your day yeah it's enough it that you'll tell so... people about it right like yeah. the same way that you tell people oh get this i went to the dmv last week like you'd tell the same thing like oh god and it's like it's it boils down to what is it like laszlo's hierarchy of needs like food is like number two yep. right like number one is not getting stabbed currently number two is <laughs> food consumption <laughs> and so when that shit doesn't show up that just gets you in your lizard brain like, wait, I'm not going to eat right now because I was pretty randy to eat about two minutes ago. And then, oh, It's God. funny you mentioned that because my, my state of mind was presently there is not a knife lodged anywhere in my body. <laughs> Second, <laughs> well, thank I God am for that. very hungry. <laughs> my hungry. mood is deteriorating <laughs> because of that. And I have just found out I am still at least a half hour away from any decent meal. And like I'm not, I'm not going through yeah. Postmates again. I'm not waiting an hour, right? For right. Like, no, it was like eight thirty, right? Like when you find out that you're not right. getting your food. Yeah. At that point, it's like, all right. Well, let me see. All right, I have craft singles and ketchup. I guess that's dinner tonight. <laughs> Just the worst. I literally think I think I went. I walked to Seven Eleven and I had like combos. <laughs> <laughs> and like a protein bar. Well, at least you found something nice and balanced. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, so that was Postmates. So then, last night I got a twofer here. Last night, 
My girlfriend and I are thinking we're going to order from somewhere. Uh, so we go on Grubhub. I was really feeling a burger. And she, she was too. So uh, we're looking at Shake Shack. Shake Shack's on like four of these apps. We try all of them. It says it's busy. I think you can like send to the app that you're overwhelmed. And, you're, and like that's fine. So we go to this different spot. It's called 8-Ounce Burger. It's in, it's in Seattle. It's great. Anybody's Very descriptive. Visiting. Yeah. We order from there. It's like detailed. We're so excited. It's like one of my favorite places to eat. Uh, I had friends visit a couple years ago. They went to that same restaurant twice, like one with me and like once on their way out of the city because they liked it so much. We order from there. Wait an hour. Delivery driver calls me. Never a good sign. <laughs> if you're not at my door calling and you could tell where they are, right? They're at the restaurant. And they call me. It's like, that's not good calls me says hey just so you know the restaurant isn't open so you're gonna have to cancel the order and it's not like it's not like they're not open like like because they're like they just closed it's too late it was like 6 p.m they are closed for good while covid goes on oh no grubhub just like doesn't update that so then like my girlfriend and i were like looking at the like why that would even happen grubhub and postmates probably others too but those are the two that were, were in this like article or whatever that we read without restaurants permission we'll post their restaurant and their menu and then just the driver just goes in and orders right so so grubhub and postmates will put businesses on there that do not like consent to it it's i like part of me is like well that's ridiculous and the other part of me is like well it's kind of like like the yellow pages or something they're just they're just know the menu and whatever what i don't think is fair is like the the restaurant isn't obligated to contact them if they haven't like partnered if they don't know they're partnered with them like why would eight ounce ever send a message like we closed two days ago because of covid19 like take us down or like what like that should not be right, their exactly. responsibility. It's it's on the hey, person hey, they don't even Chuck know they're e. on Cheese. there. Hey Chuck E. Cheese, just in case you're serving our food at your restaurant, uh, I wanted you to know that we're not currently open. Just preemptively calling every single possible establishment that could be marketing our food. Uh, it's I don't know, it's it's just like a shady kind of practice. I, I understand it from a business perspective, but like I, I'm not a fan. And I don't think it's customer facing by any means. I, I don't know, whatever. You could argue there's more restaurants available. Yeah. They don't know they're available. <laughs> um, so then we've wasted an hour because the, the driver had to wait, like, you know, it was like waiting for the food to be made, even though the restaurant's closed. <laughs> Shows up at the door, finds out it's canceled. And he's like, it's, it sucks for him too, because he's not getting a tip there. Like, I, like, it, like, right. um, because the, the whole order's canceled. Like, I have to go and cancel the whole thing. And then there's a cancellation fee, which is like, well, that's ridiculous. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So you have to go through that customer service experience. And it sucks right. for the driver because they just wasted a bunch of their time. So then we go on DoorDash, which I've, like, generally liked DoorDash. I'll say that they come to the door almost every single time. I've already, I've already wasted an hour. I put in this order. It's going to be, like, First, of course, all of these apps, it's like, oh, it's 25 to 20, like, they're 20 to 25 minutes for this to come through. Never. That is never the case. Yeah. It's like double that every single time. 
So I'm waiting like 45 minutes. The food finally comes. I get the message or whatever that it's here. And we like whatever. It, it's like actually at my door. My girlfriend let the, the person up. I grab the food. I'm excited to eat it. I'm a little embarrassed to admit it was Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> but it's again, like I yeah game. but it's like I've already wasted an hour it's like I know what I'm getting from there I'm not gonna like choose this random like place that I don't know if they're open now it's like I'm just you right. know so I ordered for this I got like a burger because I had wanted a burger and I like whatever surprise and stuff open my door <laughs> open the food it's like 16 chicken wings <laughs> for like a di- or some weird dry rub and like a side of like six sweet barbecue wings and like some potato wedges. Jack, I ordered a burger and fries. <laughs> I look at the receipt. It's to like Jonathan or something. So I don't know if it's the restaurant that screwed this up or the dash guy. Like I think it's mostly on the dash guy. Yeah, the, the door dash guy Because he's got to look at the receipt is on there. Like, he knows my name. He knows the, the name of the person that's... And he probably sees the order in front of him, too. Yeah, I mean, I, like, it... <laughs> the whole time driving to your place, he smells chicken wings. He's like, I'm not gonna look. <laughs> I'm not gonna look. So, <laughs> recap. I had to wait an hour. Didn't get food at all. I had to wait 45 minutes. I didn't get my food at all. I <laughs> got these fucking chicken wings. Which, like, is fine. And, like... <laughs> They it got to the good. point I literally thought about like, can I eat them or not? And I or, like, there's somebody that's like, I'm just gonna fucking eat these. Yeah, I'm you gotta even, eat I'm them. Ask yeah. myself twice. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm eating this. Thanks, Jonathan, because I'm eating your meal. <laughs> Which, by the way, was cheaper gonna, than my meal. What are you gonna find, so Jonathan? Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Go on Craigslist, <laughs> lost so, and found. <laughs> Twenty-four chicken wings, dry so, rub, barbecue variety. <laughs> This segment's dragging a little bit, but I'm going to talk you through my chat with DoorDash support. <laughs> this was the most mind-blowing customer service experience I've ever had. They have a chat support, so they, they're they like overwhelmed with COVID stuff. I get it. They're, they're, they're clearly outsourcing this. I'll talk about that in a second. I'll, I'll start from the top. This is like in the app. I click on the order. I click get support. This chat thing pops up. Michael Walton M. I don't know why it's in that order. I don't know if it's Walton M. Michael and he's got a, like a cool name or if it's Michael Walton M. I don't I don't understand that, but here we go. Michael says, hi, thanks for chatting in. We greatly appreciate your patience as we're experiencing higher than normal support volume due to COVID-19. <laughs> I say, mind you, I'm like upset. I'm like not in a good mood. I was very much looking forward to my food that is now not here twice so i say thanks i got someone else's food he says hi how may i help you and then right under that may i know the link email i don't know if he means like an email i got like a like a link in the email i the order cup i don't know so i just say where do i find that there's nothing obvious i check my emails there's nothing obvious that seems like that would that would be it he says are you using the doordash app i say yes what email did you use on it? On DoorDash, you can sign in with Apple. And what Apple does is they anonymize your emails. So the DoorDash never has your information. They route it through this like hash Apple email address. And then Apple knows your email, so they send it to you. So 
So it's all anonymized. Right. And so <laughs> he says, what email did you use on it? I say, I signed in with Apple. He says, we need the email address. Is this regards to an order? <laughs> and so I was like, okay, maybe they have it somewhere else. Or maybe I've signed up with DoorDash before. So I give him my email. And he says, is, is this regards to an order? I say, yes. He says, let me check. How do you place the order? <laughs> this is You can tell there's a language barrier here. Too. Right. How do you place the order? We unable to see any account with that email. So I was like, that's because I signed in with Apple. They route the email through them so, and then over to me. So it's encrypted. It's a feature that's endorsed by the app. It's how I signed in. And so then he says, contact Apple support instead. Do you need anything else? If not, this chat will end. Bye. And then he hangs up. I don't even get to respond if I need anything else. So DoorDash told me to fix the issue of I have a different buffalo of wild wings in front of me, order in front of me, to talk to Apple. And Apple would resolve it. Call Steve Apple. I mean, I like I'm already upset, right? Because I've spent an hour and forty five minutes waiting for two orders that neither of which got to me. I got I got a substitute Wait, order the second time. You did you order it on Wi Fi? I did. did. Who's your internet service provider? Maybe you could reach out to them and figure out why you have Jonathan's food. <laughs> I might have to. I so I mean, I, I'm like seeing red at this moment. I feel bad for my girlfriend because she's she she ordered from somebody else. She she wants Buffalo Wild Wings because she's a sane <laughs> human being. <laughs> so I'm just like seeing red, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I just need to figure this this thing out." <laughs> I'm like angrily eating chicken wings. It's like the most mad someone has ever been eating Buffalo Wild Wings chicken wings. Uh, it did eventually get it resolved. I, I I reached out on Twitter. The reason I have a record of this conversation, DoorDash certainly doesn't save it. They don't want to. Is I screenshotted it before it like entirely closed out because it was so absurd. Uh, and then I reached out over Twitter. They did not respond to me on Twitter, so I tried it again in the app. Somebody like with an ounce of brains responded and was incredibly helpful and nice, and and I got all the credit back or whatever. Jack, I cannot stand these delivery services. And I think the most <laughs> frustrating thing with being trapped in here and only able to get like food that I'm not cooking, I'm not doing with dishes myself, is to go through these abominations. <laughs> I was telling my girlfriend, is like one good thing that comes out of this is hopefully that the infrastructure around this gets better because right now it's a shit show. <laughs> Does not work as expected any single time. Oh my god, that's fucking amazing. Reach out to Apple support because <laughs> you got Jonathan's chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the genius bar. <laughs> oh, I'll bring I'll bring it in the to-go bag. <laughs> I got this from a DoorDash order, but I ordered a burger. Could you please substitute? <laughs> They said you know what to do. <laughs> I mean, like, the, whole, the, the most ridiculous part of it is that I know more about how their app is working than they do. <laughs> they, they have, they're just like, 
I don't understand why your email doesn't work. It's like, because I know that you don't have my email. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's not in there. <laughs> you signed in with, oh, we delivered you an apple. That's the problem that you're having. He's like, yeah. no. Yeah. Woo. God, <laughs> hey, my, yeah. Hey, my iPod, my iPad screen is flickering. And also, you guys gave me these chicken wings. Well, the good news is next time you have a technical issue with your MacBook, you can reach out to Grubhub support to get it fixed. So. Yeah. I might have to. I'm like literally like I'm the I'm the one app and it's not everywhere. It's just kind of a bummer. Maybe it's also like a reason they're better than the other ones in my experience. But it's been caviar. It's the one I ordered from. It's just mm-hmm. like it works. They bring it to the door every single time. Never had a problem with them. Every single. But they don't have like these like a, as many restaurants. Yeah. So it's not as. I think some, especially the big chains, sign exclusivity deals. But it's anyways, Jack. I, I I can't stand them. It's really hilarious, man. The resolution is just absolutely fantastic. It's probably a good thing with like, so there's a reason why a bunch of restaurants weren't doing delivery and it's not because they didn't want to pay someone minimum wage plus tips to deliver food. It's because when you put a cheeseburger in a box and then travel with it for 25 minutes, it's not going to be very fucking good. That's like the worst part, right? It's like all this food I'm ordering. It's like, I remember having that at the restaurant. Right. It'll be worse this time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Well said. All right, folks. I think that about does it. This has been another episode of This Week on Earth. I'm David. I'm Jack. Keep fighting, America. I, there might have been a little accent there. <laughs> Keep fighting America. <laughs> yeah.